Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this chain reactional layered <laughs> multiverse, I hope that you are able to act as if you have the highest vibration of health no matter what well I'm going to help you with this if you don't I'm going to help you uh, hopefully come up with a way to have very high vibrational affirmations that will function uh, for you in a way that actually brings about what you think about (laughs) That's what the law of attraction is about. Um, No matter where you are in life, you know, maybe you're super healthy, but you're a little bit worried about the virus. Maybe you think it's a hoax. I mean, some people think it's not real, even though the people who usually think that are the ones who listen to the president who just got over the virus, right? So, (laughs) I mean, he had it. He knows it's real. It's real. It's a real thing. Science is real. (laughs) I mean, this is a spiritual show, but I'm here to say "Mm, science is real. So some of us have a genetic, uh, I don't know if you want to call them flaws or defects, but maybe we'll just say predispositions to getting certain diseases. Uh, Some of us are born with things like I was born with asthma but some of us are born with things that will, <laughs> when those genes will turn on, when I don't know what happens, maybe the telomeres say, well, I'm going to fall off now. It's your turn to kick in so this person can kick the bucket soon. I don't know. I don't know how it works, honestly. I don't think telomeres can talk, even though the first part of their name is tell. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so goofiness aside, um, yeah, so health... You know, there's so many components to health, but like all the things we're talking about in the Act As If series this week, everything can be scripted for in your subconscious mind. I have witnessed some pretty amazing things with hypnotherapy, with hypnosis. Uh, When I first gave birth to my oldest child. My husband did hypnobirthing. We had built this up for months and we practiced it and everything. And when I went into labor, 
and it was a long labor, like 26 hours on the nose to the second 26 hours. And my husband put me into a trance after we got to the hospital. And every time I'd start to go into the contraction mode, I fell asleep. (laughs) And then the contractions would stop. So I think it kind of prolonged my labor a little bit. (laughs) because you're supposed to have the hardcore contractions and they would stop halfway through. (laughs) He hypnotized me too well. So I know that your subconscious mind can actually fix or change or affect your health in, in positive or negative ways. My husband, before he was my husband, we were in hypnotherapy class together. It's how we met. We went to hypnosis school together and he was a prison guard being retrained as a hypnotherapist so he could go into another career path. And I was, well, not really in the, in a different career path, kind of on the same career path. I was working towards, um, well, I had just finished my, my bachelor's in psychology at Cal state Northridge. And I really wanted to get my master's and PhD. And I just, I just felt like eight years I I was done. It was too much. You know, I'm like, I'll revisit this later, but my God, it was just too much. I honestly had a hard time with it. So I just, I wanted to take a break and I was looking up herbs in the phone book one day and on the same page, it said hypnosis. I went, Oh shit, there's a hypnosis school. I'm calling it right now. That is freaking cool. And so I called them and I called them years before. And I didn't really remember until after I started talking to the person and I'm like, wait a minute, I've heard this information before. And I kind of felt like this was kind of my destiny. I kept running into this ad. You know, I'd look up something and I'd turn the page one too many or not enough. And then there's that ad again. So I ended up in hypnosis school. That's where I met my husband. And anyway, he was on stage. He was called to as part of a demonstration. And the teacher had him, uh, you know, put him into, you know, deep hypnosis. And he started um, uh, touching his hand lightly. He says, I just, I just want you to, uh, relax. I'm going to touch your hand. He got permission, of course. And it wasn't weird. You know, it was just like, I'm going to rub your hand here on the edge next to your thumb. Right. And he was just, he kept doing this and he's like, you're feeling number and, uh, cold just, you know, like I'm, I'm taking this piece of ice and I'm going to rub it on your hand. He didn't have a piece of ice, but he says, okay, so I'm going to demonstrate to all of you how hypnosis can work in, um, before like someone goes into surgery or goes into a medical procedure. And I'm going to show you how this works. And so he's like, you know, saying your, you know, your hand is cold, your hand is numb. There's no pain. Your, your hand is pain free. Your hand is numb. Your hand is cold. And the whole time he kept rubbing his hand like next to his thumb And all of a sudden he took out a needle and he shoved it in my, you know, at the time he was just my friend, shoved it into his hand and had him open his eyes. And he's like, oh my God, when did you put a needle in my hand? 
And everyone's like, whoa, he didn't even feel that. And he's like, okay, okay. Uh, does, how do you feel? And he's like, I don't feel a thing. I don't feel that at all. And he's like, okay, I need you to close your eyes again and put him back in a, a deeper trance. And he kept talking about it being frozen and numb. And that when he removes the needle, there will be zero bleeding. And he removed the needle and there was zero bleeding. And that little demonstration proved to me and to my husband. I mean, I mean, later he became my husband and we had conversations even years later about that. You know, I asked him, what did it feel like? Did you, were you just saying it to please the teacher to pass, you know, the class or, and he's like, no, I honestly had no idea that he was going to do that. I didn't see it coming. I didn't see a needle in his hand. I didn't know anything like that was even remotely going to happen. You know, now looking back, it's not like he, I don't think he even pulled out a needle that was sterilized. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) But I saw that he didn't feel it. He said his hand did feel cold, which was weird. Um, He always wore suits with um, like, like long sleeve shirts with a suit coat over. He always dressed really nice for hypnotherapy school. We were supposed to always dress nice for hypnosis school to get us into the mindset that we are professionals and we should always act accordingly. And so, um, for a long time, I mean, for years, I just dressed professional no matter what I was doing. And I mean, if I ever went back into it and got a practice, yeah, I would, even at the grocery store, I would be wearing like really nice clothes. Cause that's how I was trained. It's kind of strange, but is what we were doing, but he always wore really warm clothes. And he says, very strange because I was very warm. And then under the lights that were pointed at the stage and here, my hand felt cold. Like he felt like he actually put ice on my hand and I can't explain it other than the power of the subconscious mind to affect the body. And you guys have probably heard mind over matter. <laughs> Well, if you don't mind, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's the other one. But okay. So mind over matter. You can use the power of your subconscious mind. And how can you do that? But through affirmations. And if you say the affirmations while you're in meditation, that might be helpful, especially when it comes to your health. But a lot of people make a mistake when it comes to health related affirmations by saying the name of the disease within the affirmation. I no longer have asthma. I am asthma free. And that's okay. That's an okay affirmation. I prefer to say the affirmation and that's like slightly like if I say it, okay, I am asthma free. All right. Maybe 30% on the, on the vibrational scale. Like I imagined a scale in my mind. That's about where I saw it. If I say I no longer have asthma. Ooh, that was more like 20% on that vibrational scale. But what if I focus on not the disease itself, but the organ it affects. I have healthy lungs that shot right up to 75 on that scale. That felt better. (laughs) I am healthy in every way and get better in every day. All right. I just made that up. So that's, um, that shot up to about 
on that scale. So you can do that. You can imagine maybe a scale in front of you or just feel how you feel in your body. What is a higher vibrational affirmation before you go into a trance or meditation or before you make an affirmation your own? Possibly it's better if you play around with it first, see where, where it feels in your body. You know, if you say an affirmation, you read from a book and it feels like a punch to the gut, even though there was nothing wrong with the affirmation itself, it's not the right one for you. So you have to come up with your own. But if I say, I am able to breathe free and clear every day. Oh, that one's like a ding, 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 ding between 95 and a hundred. <laughs> that actually brought me into my emotional state. And remember what we've been saying. It's almost like, it's almost like a uh, triangle, right? So you have your, uh, your heart chakra. You feel what you want, not what's happening. You know, so if you have, if you're having an asthma attack right now, you don't want to feel that you want to feel the sensation of freedom and the joy of being able to breathe and take a full breath and knowing that you're going to be okay. And you know, if, if it's asthma, I'm just using that as an example. And then you use your third eye, you uh, close your eyes and imagine, um, what you would feel like. What would you, how would you be? You have, you don't have asthma. You can walk around outside. You wear a mask, of course, because the way things are these days. Also, it blocks pollen. So, I mean, if you have allergies and asthma, mask is not a bad idea. So, you know, you could do that. And then what else? Uh, you know, you have the feels, feel the feels, you imagine, and in your mind, you act as if. I have, it's now, remember right now. And then you speak it into existence with your throat chakra. Once you have the correct affirmations going to affect you the best. And remember, if you want to go back to my body syndromes episode last year, just do a Google search for metaphysical soul speak body syndromes. That's going to help quite a bit because then you're going to also know what are the emotions associated with ailments in different parts of your body. You know, if you're having chronic knee pain and you feel like you want to escape a curtain situ, a current situation, you might want to say, uh, I am able to walk and jump and run with ease. But also maybe you have this pain because it's an emotion that you're not dealing with. So if you discover, oh no, I don't like the situation I'm in. I have the ability to walk anywhere I please. And that kind of takes care of both things, right? I have the ability to walk out of this building, never look back after I quit my job. I have the ability to walk out of this situation, out of this event, out of this relationship, out of this friendship. I have the ability to leave when my mother is criticizing me. If I'm in the middle of a restaurant, right? <laughs> or whatever. I mean, God rest her soul. I don't have a mother anymore. 
my, my mother who raised me never criticized me. She was so sweet and super supportive constantly. I don't think there was one bad word she ever said like about me towards her old cranky crotchety years. She once in a great while would accuse somebody of something completely outrageous and wrong. And then her medicine would be changed and she'd be back to her sweet self. But, um, yeah, I mean the criticism, you know, and like a lot of people get stuck in that situation and that affects your health, you know? Because if you resent somebody, you resent someone, you just have this such a, you know, and you resent them, you hold that in your body and that can turn into cancer, you know, and I, I cannot stress enough how important this book is. I'm about to recommend you. If you've never heard of it, this book will change your life on every level especially if you're having issues with your health. And this could be from acne to AIDS to anything, cancer, anything deadly, anything um, mild to impossible and hard to get rid of, right? So this book is called You Can Heal Your Life. This is by, written by, God rest her soul, she just passed recently, Louise Hay. Her last name is H-A-Y, like a stack of hay, hay bale. Louise Hay. And you can heal your life, you can find it anywhere. I was shocked, a number of years ago, I was walking through Kmart and saw this book. Like, this is like a really, it's funny, it's becoming mainstream among everybody, even though it's a very deeply metaphysical and spiritual book, but it's somehow because of her, she normalized affirmations and it wasn't like a form of new age hoodoo voodoo magic. It's now every, it's like a mainstream thing for everybody. She proved, she proved it. She was dying of cancer and she discovered affirmations and how to use them. And when she healed herself, she was able to turn around and tell the world. And she wrote a book and she used her psychic power to determine and decipher what affirmation goes to what disease and what are the underlying emotional root causes of all the diseases. So I would be remiss if I had not mentioned that book because this book literally will heal your life. It will change you in ways you had no idea. But having said that, maybe her affirmations aren't exactly what your situation is. And if you read, like for example, um, she talks about warts or acne. I mean, I read the whole book from cover to cover and this one struck with me, stuck with me. I have a wart, plantar wart on the bottom of one of my feet that I have been trying to get rid of like my whole adult life and part of my teenage years. I got it when I was about 16 or 17. I think I got it in, in like a, the girl's locker room or something after PE or probably after one of my cheerleading, um, you know, times I, I used to be a cheerleader for the girls basketball team and you know, we would get dressed in the thing and I'd walk around barefoot and I feel like that's maybe what happened, you know, maybe after something like that, I got this planter where it's like a virus and, and stuck on the bottom of my foot. It's like, Oh, you know, what the hell is this? And I mean, I've tried everything. I've 
had it frozen off. I've done compound W I've done everything and I don't know where it came from. And so I read this in her book that warts specifically are little, um, little centers of hatred towards yourself. And I don't know that I believe that not in my case, although I got it when I was living with my dad and my stepmom, I was a teenager and I was being abused by my stepmom all the time, but I didn't hate myself. I hated her just to be honest. You know, there's something wrong with you. If you live with someone who's constantly beating you up physically and you don't hate them, it just feels like that's inauthentic not to hate them. Right. You know, I just, it's like, I hated her. Why are you doing this to me? You know, I don't deserve any of that. Nobody ever deserves to be beaten. And, um, so I don't know, but I, I, so I don't know what that is, but I do know from the body syndromes that Dr. John Kappas, uh, taught me directly. God rest his soul too. I feel so grateful that I got to meet him and that I sat in many, many of his classrooms while I was getting my hypnotherapy, um, certification degree. Anyway, he, um, said that, um, anything to do with your legs, it's flight syndrome, you know, like you want to run away. And I did, I wanted to get the hell out of Dodge. It was on my left foot and I never could leave. And when, if you can't leave a place, you know, it just seems like left is, is stuff to do with the past. Um, right, you know, or, you know, right is half stuff to do with the future. I mean, you could get really deep into this. And so I was thinking, you know, now that I'm looking at this and thinking about it, it's like, well, I always wanted to leave, but you know, if you can't dance, it's because you have a left foot or two left feet. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but anyway, I did get this thing on my left foot. I've never been able to let it go. <laughs> um, it's still there. It's, it's hardly there. I mean, I've gotten rid of most of it, but it's like still like stuck. Sometimes it, it'll grow a little bit. I'm like, what the hell is going on with this thing? But, um, and I maybe should start affirmations, just get rid of it. It's not something that really bugs me all the time, but every now and again, I'll see it. And it's like, what? Anyway, Louise, Hey, you can heal your life. So if you take into consideration what she says, and the body syndromes, and maybe between these two things, maybe your answer lies somewhere in between the two things for whatever it is. I mean, whether you have uh, hair that's turning gray or toenail fungus or, um, you know, th- those little ridges that go across your thumbnails, that, that actually is a heart issue. So definitely go see a doctor if you have that. But, you know, you could couple the affirmations thing and the high vibrational energy thing with actual medical science, because, you know, not all of it is BS, right? So, um, try to be pragmatic and responsible about your health from all the different possible angles. I'm just telling you the spiritual and the psychological angles of health. Okay. So go back and look at the body syndromes or listen to the body syndromes episode. If you, um, want to know more about this, or if you have something going on and you want to understand what is this like for me, asthma, I mean, I get asthma when the volcano pops off, (laughs) you know, where I live and it's like, Oh, you know, I'm so congested now. And sometimes I have asthma because I'm grieving. Like when a friend dies, 
you know, so sometimes it's something practical, like, ah, breathed in some more ash or, or sometimes it's just like, I'm grieving heavily because I'm sad about something. And then I always like take it in and keep hold it in and I don't want it. And I avoid it when I avoid it. Now I've got a lung issue. So now I've got to face it to get rid of the lung issue. (laughs) You know, come with me if you wish to live, (laughs) say your affirmations. (laughs) You know, that's how I feel. I feel like some of these things, like if you could rise above it and you rise above all the things in the body with your energy and your vibration, act as if you are healthy and whole at all times. Now, if you have nothing wrong at all and you're, you're actually really healthy, that what is your health affirmation in that case? I have an abundance of health. I am radiating a joyful living. I am radiating joyful health. You could say that whether you are or you aren't. I highly recommend that you focus on your health to keep yourself doing really well. Um, At this time, because of what's going on with the COVID-19, I would not recommend saying I have a healthy immune system uh, because I personally have a very good immune system. It's so good, in fact, that every little speck of dust and I start sneezing my head off and I get congested in my lungs and then I can't breathe. And then I got to take all my inhalers and I've got to get, you know, uh, corticosteroids to get over it sometimes. And with COVID-19, when you have an extreme immune system response like that, cause that's what they're saying, right? You know, people with asthma, people with lung issues, um, are not surviving this, right? Or, or at least it's very hard fought. It's a hard fought hard won battle if you have issues with your lungs. So in your immune system, because if your immune system has an exaggerated response, like mine does, it's very dramatic response to like minor ish things. Like the average person might, you know, sniff a little bit of extra pollen in the air and they might sneeze once and then it's over, you know, but someone with serious allergies, Like if your allergies have ever uh, put you in the hospital, you know what I mean? And, And that's due to an extremely good immune system that keeps you, you know, overreacting constantly to your environment, you know? So I don't think at this time, if you want to do that, that's okay. But I'm just gonna, you know, just this little bit of a warning or disclaimer, you know, maybe don't say I have a healthy immune system because you don't. I mean, everyone wants a strength and immune system, but also you don't want an over dramatization of what's actually happening. You kind of want your body to be like, yeah, it's just a little dust, dude, get over it. You know, dust. Oh my God. It's time to, you know, <laughs> uh, have everything, you know, all the mucus in the nose and the throat and, you know, let's get all of our defenses to the, you know, troops moving to the front lines. You know, that's what my immune system does all the little soldiers in my body. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, I don't, I don't need that. It's like, it's just little dust guys. Relax a little. All right. And Louise Hay says that allergies and asthma, um, come about because you're afraid. You're afraid to live. You're afraid of your environment. It's a constant sense of fear, foreboding and anxiety. And I 
actually believe her on that one because I grew up in an abusive system (laughs) household. And when you grow up like that, you're always on alert. You always have PTSD. You're always like, what was that noise? What the hell? Oh, better lock the door. Better shut that curtain. I don't want anyone to come in here. You know, it's like, even though, you know, your neighbors are probably great people, but you're still like, oh, 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 you gotta be on alert. Oh my God. You know? And so when you have PTSD, it's like, makes it all worse. And then, you know, so, um, anyway, I just want to bring that up, but it's better. It makes me feel, so if I close my eyes and imagine, um, how do I want to be? And I see myself in beautiful shape. My body is sexy and in shape. My muscles are just nice and firm. And if I imagine that I'm smiling and my skin is clear and when I look at my fingernails and my toes that they're nice and a healthy pink color as opposed to gray or purple or blue, um, which means pneumonia or lack of oxygen since I live at 8,400 feet. You know, and if I, so I imagine like my hands and feet are, are pink and happy looking. And I imagine that my skin is happy looking and, you know, like clear and, and glowing. And if I imagine that I am in the peak of health, I wake up in the morning and just jump out of bed. So happy and alive, turn on music and I could dance. You know, that's how I imagine my, my body being healthy, right? <laughs> I could get up and move and like walk around and my, my knee feels good. There's no inflammation in my body, but I don't focus on that. So if I imagine that, right. And what is emotionally how I feel radiating joy, power, empowerment. And then I think in my mind, what I look like, svelte, sexy, curvy and vivacious. All right. And then I speak that into existence. I am filled with a living sense of joy because my health is perfect. That's about up there close to a hundred right there. I have perfect health and I radiate abundant joy. Yeah, that's at a hundred for me. So you could pick these out. You could write these down. What I just said, or write your own, whatever makes you feel a hundred percent on that scale of health. Don't list the disease. If you want to heal a specific part, you know, I am so happy and grateful now that my, now that I have a healthy liver, I am so happy and grateful now that my stomach feels calm you know, whatever organ it is, but don't forget to couple it with, uh, actual medical science. If you don't like what the doctors are telling you, if you do have something naturopathy, go to a naturopathic physician. I don't care if it's three cities away, take a road trip, go, go to the naturopathy Uh, because naturopathic doctors, uh, look at a lot of different things that regular medical doctors do not. I had uh, thyroid issues. I was expected to, they, they wanted to radiate my, um, use radiation to kill my thyroid and then put me on medicine for the rest of my life. 
because I kept getting Hashimoto's disease and Graves' disease and Hashimoto's disease and Graves' disease. It's like, it's Istanbul, now it's Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, now it's Constantinople. <laughs> Literally, it felt like, you know, my throat was turkey, you know? It's like, we can't make up our minds on the name of the city. <laughs> we can't make up our minds on the name of the disease we're going to go for. You know, it was like ridiculous. It was like yo-yo constantly. Like every other month, it was a different disease with my thyroid. I was like, what the hell? I went to a a naturopathic physician and he said, you're probably going to die of cancer in the next, um, one to two years. That's how bad your body is right now. It's really bad. Like I cannot even stress to you enough. You need to come and see me really often for the next six months. We're going to put you on herbs. We're going to just do all this stuff or put you on diet. This is it. And he gave me a list of foods I can eat. It was about six different foods. They were all brown. And the autistic part of my mind said, oh no. Oh no, this is terrible. (laughs) You know, it's like I can eat green vegetables, which I did, but it was just like, what the hell, man? It was, it was a ridiculous diet, but you know what? I, I did it for two years and, um, I can honestly tell you, I have not had a single issue with my thyroid since. Did not have it radiated, did not take the stupid pills. I didn't do anything. I just, I followed, you know, the guidance of my naturopathic physician. So, and also I I did the affirmations and I, you know, I laughed a lot. Laughter is the best medicine, especially when you're going through a health crisis, you know, so there it is. That that's my uh, two cents for today. That's part of my act as if series I'm doing this week. We got two more tomorrow and the next day. So, um, you know, that's, that's how we, that's how we roll, man. <laughs> I I've been recently just trying to do some themes. I hope that you guys enjoy them. So, all right. Uh, the card of the day for the collective is taken from the vintage wisdom Oracle cards. My holy guardian angel is in communication with prime creator. And this is the card that fell out of the deck. As I was shuffling the card of compassion, compassion. That sounds like something we all need. (laughs) We all need to learn how to use compassion in our lives. And we can all use a little compassion towards us. And also you need to have compassion towards yourself as well. Even if you are sick, especially if you're sick with anything at all. So take care of your health. Health is wealth. (laughs) You know, I wish it was literally wealth. I mean, (laughs) it's like, man, I'd be, I'd be like eating perfect every single day. If health was wealth, I'd be like, woo, I'm a millionaire because got my health. But it really is. I mean, you honestly, when you, you lose your health, that's all you do is you focus on that. You have nothing else until you're healthy again. So compassion, here we go. The crestfallen elemental has given up the fight and does not know where to turn. This is what the description, by the way, of the vintage wisdom Oracle guidebook. So it's describing the picture. I'm going to put this up in the next day or two or three. I know I've been a little bit lazy with this, uh, Instagram thing. It's not that I'm being lazy. It's just that, oh my God, this massive amount of energy pouring through us. I mean, I've been like, my room is cold and I'm burning up. I have so much energy 
pouring out of my body right now because I'm absorbing the solar wind radiation and the cosmic radiation and all of the high vibrational energy being beamed at us right now. I mean, Ascension flu symptoms have been off the freaking charts, by the way. If you guys have been extremely tired, that's what it is. Dollars to donuts, you know, it's probably not COVID. It's probably, you know, nothing else other than, oh my God, you know, uh, <laughs> the Ascension flu, man. All right. Uh, so let's see. Um, so, uh, the, uh, the elementals naked form is cold and, and world weary. She no longer has the strength to deny her vulnerability or hide away from prying eyes. The dewy moss of the woodland floor provides a soft cushion to rest while she gathers her thoughts and prays for warmth and direction. Well, that just sounds like how, what we've been going through for the past week energetically, right? I mean, I just feel completely worn out. I don't know if you guys do or not, but man, it's been crazy. All right, let's see. As the misty dawn breaks, a new pathway is gradually flooded with golden light, offering a clear route out of the glade. The spirit of compassion hovers above. As an empath, she feels the weight carried by her weary by the weary stranger, and her gaze remains soft, non-judgmental, and patient. It is only when the elemental looks heavenward for answers that the spirit of compassion can reveal herself and point the way. The presence of this card indicates that now is a favorable time to view the world through the healing properties of compassion. Be especially aware of any strong judgments and expectations carried by you or others, which may be freezing your ability to connect with an open heart. Practice extending sincere, unconditional love and caring to those around you and face any problems you encounter with a sincere wish to alleviate suffering. Look heavenward for guidance and open your heart to the warm rays of compassion. All right. So there you have it. Uh, that is the card for the day. I love that description. It sounds a little odd unless you look at the picture. So the picture will be up on my Instagram, which is at mermaid girl, eight, eight, eight. So let's go to spaceweather.com. See what's up. <laughs> uh, the solar wind speed has actually slowed down right now. It's 493.9 kilometers per second. Yesterday, remember, it was over 500, so there we go. Uh, we still have the large sunspot, which now has a <laughs> beta-gamma magnetic field that harbors energy for M-class solar flares. Oh, my God. Luckily, it's over to the right part of the sun. Maybe by the time an M-class solar flare flies off this baby it won't be pointed at us hopefully that's that's pretty wild though let's see what else we have on this page 
All right, so not only is that new, <laughs> beta gamma magnetic field harboring M- energy for M class solar flares. Well, they have, we haven't had anything like that in a while. So, also a coronal mass ejection, they're saying, might sideswipe Earth's magnetic field on the 1st of November, which is Sunday, <laughs> causing minor geomagnetic storms. The incoming CME was not produced by the sunspot. Ooh. It was hurled into space on the 27th by an erupting filament of magnetism unrelated to the sunspot. So, yeah, the sun is just continuously hurling shit at us. (laughs) In these, the last and final days, the last and final week of Mercury retrograde, Leading up to the days of the election in the United States, for those of you listening from the United States, you know, it's just it's just a little thing the sun does, <laughs> hurling a bunch of energy, a bunch of different energies at us. So, yeah, this, um, the sunspot AR2778, which is the one that is of concern, It's a brand new sunspot. It's only two days old. It's just a little baby. Eh, but it's a big baby, Huey. (laughs) It is already eight times whiter than Earth. It has a dozen dark cores that are sprawling 100,000 kilometers across. 100,000 kilometers across the solar surface. Oh, my God. If you want to see a picture, (laughs) there's a picture on spaceweather.com. Oh my gosh. It's definitely been uh, identified as a member of the solar cycle 25. It is the youngest, I mean, the largest sunspot of this young solar cycle by a wide margin. So they say if any such eruptions like M class flares occur today, they will be geo-effective. That means hit the Earth. As the sunspot is almost directly facing the Earth right now. Ooh. Well, <laughs> we'll find out, right? I guess. I guess. Crazy stuff. Uh, Ulu, Finland has reported the neutron counts today are high. There has been an increase of 0.6% of the cosmic radiation coming our way in the past 48 hours and here's another one yet one more anomaly in the sky above Sweden and Norway part of me wishes I lived there so I could go check these things out Uh, they say so there was a red arc (laughs) over Sweden you've heard of Aurora Borealis the green and the purple lights dance around in the sky and even recently it was hot frickin pink it was beautiful it was like Barbie's dream house pink. Uh, but check this one out. <laughs> Have you ever heard of this stable auroral red arc? SARS, they call it. <laughs> Bad name, but the name was invented in 1956 when they were first discovered at the beginning of the space age. And they've been recorded on cameras um, on satellites hundreds of times since. Most Aurora watchers have never seen one because usually they are invisible to the human eye and probably the other eye as well. 
Um, it always cracks me up and they say the human eye. It's like, is the left eye non-human or why do they say that? Anyway, the last Friday in Sweden, photographer Goran Strand saw one and he took a picture. It's on spaceweather.com and it is like a scary red rainbow with purple on the edge and underneath it, it's like a hot green and yellow fire. It's pretty damn crazy looking. So that is crazy. He went out to check out the Northern Lights. And instead, the arc is what turned out to be the gem for the night, he said. He said it was relatively faint to the naked eye, but my camera easily detected the red color. So that's pretty crazy. It is related to auroras, but it's not quite the same. Because auroras appear when there's a high energy particle um, rain raining down along the polar magnetic field lines. And when it hits the atmosphere 100 to 200 kilometers high, it causes the atmosphere to glow. Like the picture tube of an old color TV. But stars form differently. They're a sign of high, ooh, of heat energy leaking into the upper atmosphere. I've been feeling hot for two days. That is really strange. I wonder if it's related to that. Actually for probably about four days now, I've been feeling like heat pouring into me, like a radiation type of heat. It's very weird. So this is strange. So they're a sign of heat energy leaking into the upper atmosphere, 400 kilometers high from earth's ring current System. I don't even know what a ring current system is. That's weird. The heat in this case may have been delivered by a high-speed solar wind stream that is hitting Earth's magnetic field just shortly before the photo was taken. Now, the photo, let's see, what day was it that he took this? Why is it not saying? Anyway, um... Go check out this picture. It's really, really crazy. Uh, right now, speaking of solar wind stream, Earth is still inside. A steady stream of solar wind flowing from the northern coronal hole that has not changed in many, many days since like the 21st. Ooh, when I blow up this picture, I do see a face. There's definitely a face in the sun looking at us. Actually, I see a couple faces. Ooh, I don't want to look at that too much. <laughs> I will get lost in that for a moment. Too many elemental fire spirits up there. So uh, today, NASA's all-sky cameras picked up for the all-sky fireball network. Ten fireballs over the United States. Seven were sporadic. Two were southern torrids. One was an Orionid. So seems to me like the Orionids are pretty much... Uh, dying down, you know, like we're kind of a little bit out of that debris field. Um, wow. On October 29th, there were 2037 potentially hazardous asteroids. Just wanted to let you know. <laughs> um, it doesn't look like anything is coming particularly close, but there are a lot Quite a bit, quite a bit of uh, Earth asteroid encounters coming up. 
I'm looking at this. It's the November. Yeah, so the closest one will be 1.1 lunar distances away. So just on the other side of the moon is the one that will be coming around the time of the election. And then we're going to have one at 5.6 lunar distances and another asteroid at 16.2 lunar distances, which is pretty far away. Um, so that's not of concern like at all. So, but that one that's like 1.1 lunar distances. Now in December, we're going to have one that's only going to be like one tenth of the way to the moon. That's pretty freaking close. That one's extremely close. So December 1st is the next big one to watch out for. And then after that, we don't have anything leading up to Christmas. One is only three lunar distances away, but that's a lunar distance is the amount of, uh, space, I guess, between here and the moon. So we don't really have to worry until quite a, quite a while from now. <laughs> okay. December 1st, uh, a little bit over a month, about six weeks. The Schumann resonance as reported by DisclosureNews.it, coming out of Italy. Uh, has said that they had the power 43 and 36. That is pretty much the, I think it's the highest number over the course of an hour. So the two different hours that they recorded that were of significance was 43 hertz frequency and 36 hertz frequency. Now, as far as the Schumann resonance is concerned regarding heartmath.org and they are back online thank god uh this is what we have today in well it's actually not today it's from monday october 26th at the 2300 hour northland uh not northland why do i do this lately california was at 65 hertz frequency hafoof saudi arabia came up off the mat they're now at 52 hertz frequency Lithuania was at 4 hertz frequency. They came up off the mat too. (laughs) Barely. Not quite back to normal, but they'll get there. Alberta, Canada was at 117 hertz frequency. Northland, New Zealand was at 51 hertz frequency. And last but not least, Tolului, South Africa was at 193 hertz frequency. So that was about a day and a half ago. One, two, three, four, five out of the six cities are technically in the fifth dimension. And if you want to count Italy in that, you can, because they were at 43. Technically, in the fifth dimension is at around, you know, what, 40 hertz or, or above. So that's our scientific backup for when we say, to our relatives that don't believe any of this shit. <laughs> and, you know, what are you doing with your time lately? Oh, I'm helping humanity ascend by focusing my thoughts on higher vibrational things and meditating and eating right and exercising and sleeping enough. I mean, you know, we all sound crazy when we say this. <laughs> and then, oh, you have no proof we're in the fifth dimension. What the hell are you talking about? What are you, are you on drugs? You go, No. For your information, you could go to heartmath.org or you could go to disclosurenews.it and check it out for yourself. 
you know, for 50 years or 100 years or however long they've been. I think it's only been about 50 years. Schumann resonance has only been clocked out about 7.83 hertz. That is the baseline. So why are we seeing numbers close to 100? It's because we've gone up in vibration. That's the proof. You know, so there you have it. Um, all the, all the cosmic radiation, the cosmic weather, you know, that is affecting the earth. And that seemed absolutely asinine and crazy when this, uh, physicist first proposed this astrophysicist who has the, uh, YouTube channel, suspicious observers. Everyone thought he was crazy. His Harvard buddies were laughing at him. You're crazy. It's not true. And guess what? Now they've said it is true. We do have, um, Now, proof, every time we have solar flares hit, solar winds hit, there's another 6.4, there's another 6.5 earthquake. Wow, look at all those volcanoes going off. Wow, look at all this seismic activity suddenly. It's pretty interesting. It's extremely interesting. You know, that there is a connection. And I think there was a, was it Velikovsky was a scientist a hundred years ago was talking about this and everyone thought he was out of his damn mind. And guess what? Posthumously, this scientist who was beyond and ahead of his time, he's now being vindicated. Finally, the truth will out every time the truth will out. That's uh, a line from Harry Potter, (laughs) Ronald Weasley's father, said that to Harry when he was getting ready to face the council. But uh, it's true. The truth will out. The truth will always come out. We will always understand the reality of things in time. We will know it in time. So there you have it. Uh, I wanted to go over real quickly some of the symptoms I have been having. And what other people around me have been having as well. I live in a community of about 130 houses. Maso menos, more or less. Maso menos. I don't know um, how many people live here, but there's, you know, like, it's a small gated community. I think we're the only English speaking people here, or at least the only ones that have English as a first language. But everyone accepts us. Everyone's very sweet. I love it here. And people, especially the stay-at-home mothers or the stay-at-home wives, always want to have their own spending money. So they make food and they sell it to the group. We have a WhatsApp group. And they say, hey, check it out. I have this food. A dollar for this piece of cake or a dollar for these three tamales. I ordered nine tamales today. They were pretty good, actually. They needed to dry a little. They were very, very fresh when I got them. I'm like, ooh, it's a little bit, little bit uh, not dry enough, so I had to wait for it to dry. But they're really good, man. Woo, really good. But what's funny to me is usually you have four or five choices of random things. People like to make desserts. It is a tradition in Ecuador. That in the afternoon, and la tarde, we always have 
uh, un cafecito, a little ca- a little coffee, and we always have it with a little dessert. And sometimes people will have a like a savory, like a salty dessert, not that salty, but it's like you know, like little tam- tamalitos, little tamales. And um, but there's always like four or five things that people will offer in the morning. They say around three or four in the tar- you know, in la tarde, you can you can have this in the afternoon. So you order it in the morning and then they will make enough so that everyone can be covered. And then they make their little bit of spending money this way. And today there was only one thing offered and that's not like this sweet Adela. I mean, everybody is industrious. Usually what that tells me, everyone's very tired. I have been extremely exhausted. I got enough sleep, but I woke up absolutely like I have not slept in days. And it's been like this for me for several days in a row. My son, who always has a lot of energy on his days off work, he gets up at six in the morning, sometimes four in the morning, five in the morning, goes up, you know, goes up and climbs the mountains to see the city and take pictures and meditate and enjoy life. And he he could barely get out of bed today. Like we were very tired today. Makes no sense. The cat who always has tons of energy, our little kitten was absolutely just wiped out sleeping all day. And when she plays normally, it's for 30 minutes to an hour. Today, she played with me for like five minutes and then had a long nap for hours. Played with me another five or 10 minutes and went right back to sleep. So what that tells me is all of us are being affected by this cosmic radiation coming in. We are all being affected. Everyone's reporting like being dizzy, having a hard time walking, stumbling over yourself a little bit mentally foggy and I know for a fact we've been hopping timeline after timeline after timeline I've hopped many different timelines I've like gone and even seen um old sitcoms and I remember how like a story played out and it's a completely different storyline that's how many timelines I've hopped because every time you top one up it's two percent different than the last one so you might go huh that blanket was a little bit more blue yesterday must be my eyes and you kind of let it go I didn't know I had a hole in my shoe that's weird Must that's weird all right well because I just didn't pay attention you know you like little tiny subtle things like that but I've noticed some pretty big changes I went through one today and the timeline hop was so strong it knocked out my tablet it just shut the hell off And when I came back, uh, the video I'd been watching wasn't even there. It was there, but it was like several videos ago, like I'd been watching other videos. So that was very weird. Um, It was like, I was in the middle of a video and suddenly there's two more videos that looked like I'd already already seen, witnessed, whatever the hell I mean by that. But um, yeah, the timeline hopping thing. We're going up, 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 up very, very rapidly right now. Keep your thoughts positive. Keep your body and mind safe. Avoid social media if it's triggering you. But pay attention to the fact that it's not triggering you as much as it used to. Remember Ashtar Sherhan's words from yesterday. Uh, (laughs) I've been really grateful for him to say, say that we are getting three massive waves, pulse waves coming from the central sun of the universe. It's going outward to everybody, all the planets, all the galaxies, not just us. 
but it is affecting us the most because we are the planet of bullies, remember? And we're finding less and less. We're finding more love and compassion. We're working towards unity. We're working towards clarity of consciousness and compassion. So it was good we got this card today about compassion. Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break, guys. When I come back, I will be channeling Prime Creator. And I think he's going to talk to us about time again, like he did um, last week. So it's kind of a part two, hopefully, the to-be-continued-ish episode. Uh, One quick thing. um, I apologize for getting the show out 15 hours after I made it. Uh, I because of all this cosmic radiation, my internet's been shit every night for two or three nights in a row. Last night was the worst. So if this doesn't get out on time, it's just, it's just all this stuff that's going on. So I am here getting ready to channel Prime Creator, who I am always connected with since 2007. And I'm hoping this is going to be a talk continuation from last week where we were talking about time and the nature of reality. And God was showing me some... I don't know if you want to call it schematics or what, but the cube of space and where all of the um, 32 pounds of wisdom are hidden within the cube of space. If you have studied deep metaphysics, you know what I'm talking about. Most of you probably won't know, but you can go to BOTA. Org, and there might be a picture of it on their website but all of the major arcana are related to this the Kabbalah is related to this the 32 paths of wisdom as put forth by the Masons, the Freemasons it's all Represented along the lines, the corners and the centers of where the lines intersect in a cube. If you imagine like it's a hollow cube and it's, uh, it's hard to explain. Um, there's like six planes of existence in a cube, right? All the surfaces, just think like an ice cube. And then on each corner, that would be a different... Um, I don't know, get a different point or a different path of wisdom, you can say. And there's a lot of hidden ones as well. So like between the corners where, you know, in the very center of a line and on the face on a plane and where um, lines cross that are kind of invisible to the eye. But God showed me like this vision kind of of the uh, cube of space 
also known as the alchemist's stone or the philosopher's stone or the sorcerer's stone, just like in Harry Potter. But um, it's it's a real thing. It's not just a fictional made-up thing. I mean, she took her information from ancient manuscripts and stories that she had read. J.K. Rowling, I mean. But um, this goes beyond, you know, magic. It's what God showed me. It's like the um, way that the earth, this schematic of the planet was created. And he showed me kind of the cube of space, but kind of tilted a little bit. And once you could find out where the time stones or the time anchors are, and you can line it up with a cube of space, then th- then there you have it. That's where all the time anchors on the planet are located. Hopefully you're following me. Otherwise, we could just get into... <laughs> we could just get into this and you can figure it out later if you go back to last week's episode. If you haven't heard the Prime Creator episode from last week, then you might be a little bit lost, but just hear what the message is here. And then you could go back later and listen to that one. Then you could go, Oh yeah. All right. I get it. I mean, this is deep metaphysics. What happened last week, the information that was coming forward. So anyway, let's get to it for your information, especially if you're new, uh, there are two kinds of channelers in the world. Those who channel spirits by the direct method where they step aside and the spirit will take over their body temporarily to get the message across using their vocal cords and their physical body. And then when the spirit or group of spirits leave, then the person whose body it is, they get back into their own body and they have no recollection or memory whatsoever of what happened because they were directly taken over and the spirit channeled through their body. I, however, am not that kind. I am a telepath, which means I am an indirect channel of information and I get the information from various spirits. I don't just randomly pick spirits out of thin air or wait for a ghost to come to me. I don't do that. Although some people have gotten big trouble doing that. Um, that's how you get possessed. That's how you get in touch with demons and the like. I don't do that. I connect directly to prime creator and prime creator tells me who to channel and when is the correct timing to channel. Uh, when I say prime creator, I mean the God of all gods, the one true creator of everything, every molecule and atom, all the planets, stars, the space in between. He created you and me and everything, period, all the universes. So I don't mean the petty, jealous God of the Bible, which might just be honestly like an alien that came down and said, Hey, guess what? I'm God, (laughs) you know, an egotistical jackass basically (laughs) who 
uh, perpetuated a myth upon the people of the time that were walking the earth. And there's a lot of, you know, the Enki and Enlil and the, that Anunnaki story. That's not the God I'm talking about. You know, not the God that came down and did a bunch of genetic manipulation and created a woman based on a rib pulled out of a man. I mean, that's DNA tinkering. That's not the God I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the gods that looked upon the daughters of men and found that they were beautiful and basically had their way with them and had children with them. That's not the god and the gods I'm talking about. When I say prime creator, I mean the one that created all the beings, creatures and everything. So just to clear that up because you know, when people hear the different various names of God or the word God, it gets kind of hairy because they don't know what you're talking about. You know, <laughs> you know, a lot of people get upset. And if you're one of those people and if you've been burned by religion, you know, you, you know what I mean? Just the word God sometimes can be a little bit, uh, troublesome, but, uh, so that's why I say prime creator because no one really used that in a religious sense necessarily. So it seems to be more of a neutral term, but the energy, the source of all the force, (laughs) if you're a star Wars fan, but the energy from which all energies come basically. All right. So here we go. We're going to get into it. Um, Okay, here we go. You may begin transmission now, Prime Creator. My connected muscle testing says yes, of course. Always. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Greetings, dear ones. I am your Prime Creator. The Lord of it all, and yet you don't need to call me Lord or any word that you're uncomfortable with. I am aware that religion has burned many of you, or rather the people in the religions, and I don't wish to create a further rift between you and I, because in a very real sense, you are I, and the schematic you currently reside in was meant to create a situation in which I forgot myself. It was a curiosity of mine to see how long it would take me or bits and pieces of me to remember their divinity and come back to me in a form of unity and harmony and cohesive, energetic. uh, Are you saying reliance? Yes, he's saying reliance. So cohesive, energetic reliance. So that might not mean something to some of you, but that will have a resonance that rings true in many others of you, especially for those of you who have been waiting to hear those words. Interesting. (laughs) Me, Elena, I'm saying this to you guys. I'm not one of those people. I, I didn't ever hear that any uh, before so some of you will be interested in hearing those words 
The rest of us are like, huh? <laughs> All right. Okay. Cohesive energetic reliance. Interesting. Okay. So go ahead. Continue. <laughs> um, last week we indeed were talking about the time anchors and how this schematic was created with 32 and when everything had gotten about as energetically low as it possibly could get Jesus came or most of you know him as Yeshua Jesus was not his real name but Yeshua Yeshua came to this schematic and lived out his life and played his role until the day he died and that's when he energetically created the last and 33rd time anchor and that elevated all the other time anchors in a way that it pushed not only the time but the magnetic and electric or electromagnetic energies forward so that the lowest energies the lowest vibration had already been felt at that moment and now that 33rd time anchor has brought us to a position where or he's God is saying brought you and I'm saying brought us but brought you brought all of humanity basically to a position of having a new motion a forward and upward motion okay he's showing me do you guys remember Spyrogyra it it was something from the 60s a really strange toy and it was like um, a spinning wheel that goes down the um, it goes uh, it spins it's like a perpetual motion toy and and it spins and spins and spins and it goes all the way down to the end of these metal rungs and then it loops back around and comes back up and God just sent me that image the spirogyra look it up it's an old old toy I don't even know that you could ever get them again but it's something that was around a long time ago (laughs) when I was very little I played with the Spyrogyra and my um, aunts and uncles I think it was theirs and they let me play with it because they were done with it basically and so it might be a toy from the 60s honestly (laughs) so okay so he's showing me uh, okay so he's saying in a way that is kind of how the energy is or you could just think of it as a bouncing ball The ball's high up in the air and it hits the ground, which is the lowest point at which it could come. And then it bounces back. So that's energetically what um, all of humanity is doing. You are in the process of bouncing back. So you went down to the lowest point. Now you're coming back up. But instead of going on a trajectory of straight down and straight up or just in a linear fashion 
time is spiraling kind of like DNA. Okay, well, that begs a question, and this is me, Elena, talking. Uh, so, Prime Creator, that begs a question that we are spiraling with a double helix or a triple or quadruple or 12 helixes at once. All right, so God's saying basically I'm, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. So, all right, go ahead. Um, <laughs> let's put a pin in that, and then we're going to um, we'll revisit that idea. Because I, I'm, I mean, me as Lena, I'm saying it's always an as below, so above, as above, so below situation. When you look at the way that the planets spin around the sun, and then you look under a microscope, an electron microscope, you see the way that the electrons spin around the nucleus of a of an atom. It's the same, right? So that's why I'm asking. Everything is connected too, so uh, I have big thoughts and they're not always cohesive, but they are individually interesting. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking for unification of my thoughts to understand the whole of this schematic that we live in. All right, so God, please go ahead and tell us more. So you have reached the lowest point. Now you're coming back. And that lowest point was at the level at which, at which uh, brother Yeshua was murdered on the cross and he bounced back. And as he created the time anchor into the earth and he bounced back energetically and he brought us all or brought you all up energetically ever so slightly and now you're back on the path of return from that point forward so the point of return is going along a spiral pathway much like DNA linear time is an illusion that is necessary and perpetual so that you can make sense of things from your perspective. Once you get outside of time and you start raising your vibration, you start realizing that you live in multiple times at once and all time is happening now. And you start to realize that you are living in many different dimensions, side dimensions, which are... mm, parallel universes, parallel lives, parallel dimensions. And you start to realize that your higher self lives in a much higher dimension. And as you're bouncing back, you are starting to understand energetically all the different forms that you as an individual soul takes. And in time, you start to realize that you are also a part of the cohesive whole and makes you even more dimi- more multidimensional when you start to realize that you are all connected as one 
you and Sally and Jimmy and Bobby are all individuals from your current perspective, but you're all connected to me, the prime creator from a higher level perspective. And it's been said that everyone is aspects of everyone else, but from your perspective, you're not really. But when you get to a higher level, you realize, well, we're all perspective. We're all, um, not prospect, prospective perspective. Mm. I don't know. I'm getting like, like a phrase. I'm not quite getting the perspective antidotes of the greater whole story. Is what he's saying. Is that correct? He says more or less. Yes. Okay. So if you think of a massive book, the biggest book that's ever been created and every chapter is an epoch and every page is all the stories of all the continents of that planet we were going to say a planetary book and every word on that page is a soul family and every individual letter is individual persons but every chapter is an epoch and every maybe he's like showing me like every paragraph would be like a generation and if you look at it in that way it might be another perspective another way to look at it and yet everything is stemming from the same book no matter what you're looking at the story in the book tells about all the lives or it tells about events events coming from within the population such as wars or riots or unified events a catastrophe occurs and everybody helps everybody you know so everything that's in the book is everything that goes on and in a way this is what the akashic records are so by the way these are all recorded everything you say everything you do everything that happens to you everything that you cause to occur everything is completely recorded like a book of your life and every soul has a book of the soul and that includes all the planets all the dimensions all the countries, all the places you've lived in and all the different time periods in which you've lived. It's everything that is to do with your soul, not just you in this life right now. So all these Akashic records are available for each planet, each galaxy, each solar system, each individual. It's all very organized. I like to keep organized records. (laughs) So I, as the prime creator do, I do not experience the physical material world. I, as a prime creator 
have sent you forth bits and pieces of myself in order to experience the world. And as you are stuck on your planet at the moment, (laughs) a lot of you see being stuck on the karmic wheel as actually being stuck. And you are all now raising your consciousness and vibration to get off of that wheel. And as you are bouncing back and as you are coming back, and as that wheel is turning ever so slightly, and as you're going up the spiral of time, ever so slightly you are beginning to get the grander broader picture and as you do so you are starting to live outside of time a little bit the higher in vibration you go the greater your understanding takes place the more you understand the more outside of time the more unaffected by the time anchors you become. As you are bringing yourself up, you're starting to notice patterns. You're starting to notice patterns in time and space. You start to notice that things are changing as you hop timelines. All right. So God's now showing me timelines. What are timelines? So I'm getting like just images and pictures now of like what I told you in the beginning, the cube of space and timelines could be along any edge of the cube of space. And if you look at Paul Foster Case's version of this with the 32 paths of wisdom, there was in, in the office Builders of the Adidam, I saw this. um, It's a plexiglass cube that so you could see through, and you could see the lines, like the corners crisscrossing each other in the center of the cube of space, and each individual tarot card that's represented by each of these. And the tarot cards themselves, this is me, Elena, talking. Uh, the way I understand it is every one of the major arcana and even the minor arcana but mostly the major arcana you are everything is represented right and like the fool's journey is when you start off you're in the higher vibration the higher dimension and you start off and that's why the sky is yellow because you're still within the God realm. And eventually, in the cards, the sky turns blue because you're now in the material earthly plane. I mentioned this before, but along each of these lines, each corner, each line, each plane, each part of the cube of space represents a different part of your personality and materiality um, evolution so the fool's journey is at the end you know I mean at the beginning 
and the world card is at the end, the completion. You hold the key. You have a spiral going down and a spiral going up, one in each hand in the traditional world card. And you are naked because you have exposed the truth to everything. And there's like a wreath, like a laurel wreath around the woman or being, which is androgynous. I shouldn't say woman. It's like a man and a woman combined, like the twin flames have come together. And it's just one individual being outside of gender, outside of duality, outside of polarity. And this individual being is holding the spiral and there are keys to the kingdom. There's a spiral going down and a spiral going up because we were the spiral going down and we are now the spiral coming back up. Once we are able to a hundred percent hold in our mind, hold in our reality and know that we hold the keys to the reality. And once we understand that we are holding this in each hand and we hold the keys to the kingdom, that is when we have basically conquered this world in a way. Not, I don't mean like, you know, in the traditional sense of conquering worlds, you know, wars and killing and being against yourself, basically. Once you have it where you have conquered the world, you have understood matter and time and space. It's almost like now we've won the game. If this, if this life and all these lifetimes was a giant video game, that's when game over you won. (laughs) You've gotten the high score. It's done. It's over. Now you're floating in space with the keys to the kingdom. You've got the laurel wreath around you because you won. You won because you're done. You're done because you've won. Anyway, that's kind of what I see when I see the cube of space. It's like you have to go through all the levels. And then when you're done at the end, that's the world. (laughs) Which is uh, the 22nd key, although it says 21 on the card, because zero is the fool, Aleph, the, the beginning. When you come from the know nothing, and it's nothing, and that's why it's zero, the zero card. 21 being the universe, the world, the universe, the everything, it's done. You go back to the beginning of where you started. And having done that, you have completed the circle. So, um, anyway, that's the way I understand it. Okay. So, all right, God, let's add your part to this now. (laughs) So you're traveling along the spiral and you're bouncing back. You're working your way back up this spiral. It's kind of going in a clockwise fashion. Okay, show me. We are, okay, he says you are energetically connecting to each of the time stones, the time anchors, energetically, never physically, 
you can never reach them physically. And and this is, remember last week he was talking about how he makes you very dizzy, makes you disoriented when you get near it. And what he was showing me last week was after, after I'd done the channeling, after I published the show, he was showing me places. I'm like, where are these places? Antigua, uh, not Antigua, I'm sorry, in Guatemala at the lake, Lake Atitlan. Uh, underneath the lake is one of the time stones, the time anchors. And when you're there, time passes very, very slowly. And two to three weeks can go by and it feels like a day. So time passes both slowly and rapidly. And you can go for two or three weeks without taking a shower and you don't ever smell. It's kind of weird. And I always wondered what the hell was going on. And God told me last week it's because of the passage of time is strange. It's like there's nothing but the now. And people will disappear for two or three months. And everyone assumes that they've left. Maybe they went to another country. They went back to where they're from. And they they fall between the cracks somehow. And they get lost. And then they pop back into existence. And then they die within a couple weeks. And they say that they've been dancing with the fairies. Or they've been hanging out with these cool beings. Or they have these really strange and bizarre stories that don't make sense to the people around them. And then they die. You know, and there are a lot of weird anomalies. So, God, please talk to us about that. Yes, indeed. Around all the time anchors, there are anomalies indeed because it's so powerful electromagnetically. And that's why people that dive into Lake Atitlan, when they get too close to that, they lose all sense of memory. Memory is electromagnetic. In fact, you guys, my friend Peter, a couple hours ago, sent me an article I have not read yet that says that scientists just proved that memories are tied to electromagnetic impulses. Like, you know, if you have an electromagnetic wave come across, you're going to lose all your memory for a minute or an hour or however long that pulse is going, basically. So we are, because our brains are electric and we even have magnetic um, components to our blood. Iron is magnetic, for example, which is in our blood. It's all, I can't explain it very well, but it's all connected. So God, go ahead and tell us more about this. Because the electromagnetic energy is so strong and so powerful at the time anchor parts of the earth, which is physical, but it's also very deeply um, and highly energetically linked to all the dimensions and holds it in place so that you can understand time, but time passes differently in these places. That's why you have all the, the anomalies and the strangeness. And okay, this is me, Elena, talking now. You guys, my friend told me that when you dive into the lake, you start to lose like your memory and your sense of self and you get strange and disoriented and then you feel like you have to throw up and it affects the physical body 
and it and and it starts to your your brain starts to hurt your your head starts to hurt and it feels like it's going to explode when you dive in certain parts of the lake and then you have to immediately reach the surface and get away from there and you feel very strange and it takes you a while to get back to your normal self this is a local who grew up there and everybody tries to get to where that energy is coming from underneath the lake it's underneath the volcano and there's like the the lava flows in the volcano um, or the lava flows and tubes under the lake and it's all very strange the lake is filled with anomalies you can go listen to my episodes about Guatemala um, that I did last year and I didn't realize until last week that that is a time anchor I didn't know that existed until last week so uh, hopefully that's another piece in your puzzle (laughs) Um, so you can understand this the Bermuda Triangle is another one there's another one in Japan and that gives you clues to what's going on that time is literally being held for us as a gift to understand things in a linear fashion rather than all happening at once and jumbled up we have a very strange experiment here on the planet and this is how it's happening and if you take the cube of space and line it up just right with Guatemala on one corner or Japan on one line in the cube of space it it all lines up you can figure out where they all are in this way that's why I brought up the cube of space what God showed me last week And I mean, I've been to places where it just feels so strange. My head starts to feel, you start to feel heady. You feel like relaxed and high as hell. You feel like you've been smoking all week, even if you're sober in these places. In Guatemala, especially in Lake Atitlan, where I was, it was like disorienting. It's like I look at a calendar and it's like, oh my God, we've been here three weeks. You know, even my kids are like, it just felt like a few days. That's so weird. Like, yeah, it's very, very odd. (laughs) And when I went across the lake, away from this time anchor, time felt a little bit more normal. Like 20 minutes across the lake by boat. But in San Pedro, La Laguna, is very close to where that time anchor is. Because things were very anomalous right there. Like businesses get flooded and then they get covered for like 40 years under the lake. And then the lake recedes again. There's a lot of weird anomalies that happen there. <laughs> I mean, there's like whole cases of beer that are in and people don't see it for 40 years. And then the lake recedes again. And now we can open up our restaurants again and it skips two generations and now the great grand or the grandkids or the great grandkids can now open the restaurant again. And look, great grandpa left us all this beer that was just under the lake, being kept cold. 
<laughs> it's it's beyond weird. I've never heard of anything like that anywhere on earth. When I was there, all this stuff, because I lived there for several months, and I got to hear the local stories, the people that were expatriates as well. And so that's an example of what a time anchor feels like to be near. You feel heady, you feel like really out of it, and you feel like time is going super fast, but you feel like it's going super slow. You're very disoriented time-wise. Like you wake up at 10 in the morning, next thing you know it's 3 in the afternoon, and it feels like an hour. It's very odd. It's very, very odd. And you, you feel very slow and spacious. You feel like you have a lot of space. And I don't know how to explain it other than space to learn who you are. You feel relaxed and happy. And you have a lot of time to think, a lot of time to have, you know, the space in your mind figure out the world and the life and you know to really contemplate everything and a lot of people I met there were very deep they had lived there 10 20 years expatriates who moved down there they just they said I'm a different person I'm never gonna leave and a lot of people come back to that place I don't want to go back but I have my own reasons for that you know God told me to be here in Ecuador so I'm here anyway so God, what else can we learn about this or <laughs> all the things time? The time anchors are being lifted up. And that's why you're starting to experience feeling the anomalous time points where you're feeling time being like that, like spacious or things rapid and then things slow and different parts of your day will feel different and different parts of your space will feel different time wise you'll go to some place and you'll feel like time goes really fast you'll go to another place and it feels very very slow and what about the time crystals and how does that turn tie in the time crystals they just discovered the scientists have just start talking about this for the past few weeks and now I mean they were speculated now they've discovered them so what's going on there okay uh, magnetically these uh, time crystals are being lined up with the time anchors that are very big and very real in the earth They're like physical anchors, but also they're anchoring all of the different dimensions at once. And the time crystals are electromagnetically being lined up with these time anchors. And every time there's a pulse wave coming from the grand central sun and pulsing through your world, pulsing through your earth and pulsing through all of the dimensions, the time crystals, the little teeny tiny time crystals are being activated. The time anchors, which are like giant crystals, are being 
raised vibrationally up and you are experiencing much more rapid time hopping linear time is feeling different and you're hopping to different timelines and you are being uplifted every time you get a pulsation every time you work on yourself every time you meditate and it's all connected everything is connected and you're starting to understand on an energetic level the unified field theory and you are living it inside your beings even if you don't know the equation or you're not a mathematician or a scientist working on this problem of the unified field theory you are becoming part actively aware that you're part of the unity unity the unified whole of everything and the field that you live in all the fields that you live in the electric field the magnetic field the time field all of the parts of you are starting to unify and you're starting to become more aware and have the consciousness of the fact that your mental body is not separate from your spiritual body it's not separate from your emotional body you're not separate from anyone else you're not separate from me the prime creator you're not separate from nature and you're starting to feel the unified movement of all of creation at once the time anchors are vibing high the time crystals are resonating that high vibration the electromagnetic energy the the cosmic radiation the solar winds everything that you're experiencing is for your benefit and you're moving up the time anchors are electromagnetically receiving the pulse waves and all of this is perpetuating everything in the world moving up to the next vibrational anchor point which is the fifth dimension the fourth dimension is an area of mind think of all of time creation as like a spine which is also by the way 32 um vertebrae with the 32nd one being fused to your skull or 33rd I'm sorry 33rd one being fused to the skull so think about these bones in your spine and imagine that there's a disc or a cushion called a disc in between every bone that's the way that the dimensions are like you have a place in which you can reside in a place for your mind and your mentality your your ideas your thought forms to reside then you go up one and below you is that mental plane of existence the fourth dimension but above you is a sixth dimension 
which is the next octave of your former mental plane. It's more of a spiritual plane. We're not going to go too far deep into what they all are. Right now, we don't have the time. (laughs) Time. (laughs) Uh, God's having a good chuckle at that. (laughs) And plus, he has all the time in the universe since he's the one that created it. (laughs) But we're... Basically, we're living... Like if, if you think the spine with the, her, with, with the discs, almost said herniated disc, excuse me, <laughs> the spine with the discs in between, we can only live on the bone part. If that was, that's like a metaphor and that sounds weird, <laughs> but there's like the solid bone and then the disc was mushy. It's more mushy. And it's the same thing with the dimensions. Like we have the solid dimensions and then the mushier parts which is where the mental and the thoughts and the free flowing and it's almost like a ventilation system, you know, the air flows, the mental, you know, air is a, is a symbol for, um, thinking actually. So, all right. Anyway, so we're going to the next one up and we're like, we like almost like we, we go through or we skip over the middle ones like playing leapfrog going to the next one up so that's why we're going not from the third to the fourth dimension but the third to the fifth dimension because our minds were already living in the fourth dimension so now we're in the fifth so the sixth he's showing me is more spiritual it's more meditative contemplative energies and thoughts of unity it's not um, the mental plane of existence in the fourth dimension he's showing me was more competitive battles, strategies you know, uh, thoughts of how we're going to win at life, win against other people get away with things strategies and planning He's saying from thieves to poets, the fourth dimension held the ideas and thoughts of all, no matter what the thoughts were of. And as you hop into the fifth dimension and you start to live in the sixth dimension mentally, your thoughts are going to change and shift and be of love, compassion, And even uh, some of you are thinking it's going to be of healing, but the idea of healing is a lower dimensional thought because when you're against God or not, or you're, you're not thinking that you are God, what happens is you think that you can die. You can be diseased. Once you hop up into the fifth dimension and you start mentally living in the sixth dimension, You're going to start realizing that you are whole and health issues won't abound any longer. You are whole. You are a part of the greater, grander scheme of things and you will rise above time and the time anchors instead of lifting you up or holding you down will be your foundation to support you 
and will push you further up. You're rising above time at this moment. (laughs) Moment, moment in time. So much of our language is surrounded and centered on this idea of time. Yesterday, tomorrow, future, past. It's hard to explain all of it at once. This is enough for you to digest at this moment, (laughs) at this time. (laughs) All these words, chuckling because all these words are related to the very topic. And it's a common day occurrence, a common conversational topic. Oh, I'm going to leave in five minutes. Oh, I only have 10 minutes to talk. It's always about time. Prepare for your lives. Prime creator is saying, prepare for your lives to become more spacious. And you will start to feel you're outside of time more. Prepare to live in a loftier, better position. And you're going to be spiritually more aware Your consciousness is lifting everything, all of creation is working in your favor to create the best possible outcome. Know it, believe it, feel it, conceive it. You are in the process of achieving it, basically. Um, When I said the word conceive it, I looked in the corner, I saw a white energy In a dark corner of my room, I just saw uh, something move. I don't know what it was. I think it might be a fairy folk. Hello. Hi. I'm waving to now nothing because I I don't see it anymore. (laughs) You're going to start to feel, this is Prime Creator again. You're going to start to feel your connectedness. Your creativity will soar. And your connectedness, connectedness to the both the visible and the invisible, the seen and the unseen worlds and realms of existences are going to be known to you. And it's going to start to feel quite normal. And you're going to feel quite content and quite comfortable with yourself in the less dense more spacious world that will be outside of those time anchors. As you go to a less physical, more spiritual plane. And that's where we're going to leave it for tonight. I am your prime creator and I have enjoyed connecting with you on these higher, loftier planes of thought. I love each and every one of you, and I thank you for coming back to unity, unification with me and with your own soul. And that's it. That's the end of the transmission. All right, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I want to say thank you in advance for liking and subscribing to or favoriting the podcast you know, no matter where you're listening to it. And thank you for sharing it with others. Um, letting everyone else know that I exist. You could say that I am on Spotify 
with the name of the show or anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical. You might want to direct message me at mermaidgirl888 on Instagram. That seems to be where I'm at mostly these days. I do check it once or twice a day. And I have had conversations with a few of you, and I'm glad about that. Thank you for writing. And a lot more of you have been asking for um, basically uh, (laughs) psychic readings. And I'm glad about that. I'm glad to do it. So just DM me if you're interested. And I still have a couple I haven't done. So recently I have to uh, get to those. But I will eventually get to all of them. Anyway, thank you so much for being on the spiritual journey with me. I'm glad we can share in these very deep metaphysical thoughts. I'm glad that we can share in this life and in this world, in these planes of existences that we are going through. I hope that you are drinking lots of water, gain plenty of rest, meditating a lot, and channeling the energy as it comes forward and through your body. Um, That's how you get rid of the ascension symptoms, by the way. Just channeling it through your body, through meditation and acknowledgement of the energy itself. With the God in me, I bow to the God in you and I ask that you are blessed always and forever. And that's it. Um, I will be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always. And if there's issues with solar flares or internet or whatever, (laughs) I'll still record the show on time. But if it gets published later, then it's still going to get published. So don't worry. (laughs) Unless I have passed beyond this world and I don't plan to for another 40 or 50 years, um, (laughs) you'll always hear from me every day. So um, that's it. Well, at least five days a week, by the way, (laughs) weekends off. But um, anyway, I'm here. Always write me. And until I have too many people writing me, I, I will be available to talk to you guys. So, um, that's it. That's all she wrote for now. I don't, I keep thinking there was something else. I wanted to let you know, just be aware. Halloween is coming the 31st through the 2nd of November. Usually traditionally is a time in which the veils between the worlds are very, very thin and you might start to be Uh, in contact with spirits that have passed and spirits that are ready to be born. I have noticed quite a bit. My grandchild has come and spoken to me many times. She's been hanging around. See her out of the corner of my eye. She sat on my bed and we had a conversation last night. (laughs) So babies are getting ready to be born either unto you or unto someone in your family. Be aware of it. Talk to them have a conversation. This is a really good time of year that you can do that. So take advantage of it. Surround yourself with love and light at all times. And I bless, I ask that God blesses each and every one of you. All right, that's it. I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys, peace.
Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.